I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. Hello and welcome. I'm thrilled to be here today with Temple and Stephanie who are who have already been interviewed before on the Dietitian Boss podcast. Temple is a registered dietitian from Clearwater, Florida who uses the ketogenic diet to help manage weight and reverse chronic disease in women. Her passion is to partner with her clients for lasting weight loss and medical and medication reduction. She challenges the dietetic status quo by offering a whole food kidney diet option for people who have struggled to find results using traditional dieting methods. She's passionate about her faith and she loves her kids and believes it is never too late to start your own health journey. Stephanie is a registered dietitian, certified lactation educator, and mom of a toddler and four-month-old baby located in Orange County, California. She has been practicing as a pediatric dietitian for the past five years. However, through her first pregnancy, she was surprised at the minimal focus there was on nutrition during this critical life stage. As a dietitian, she was sought out by other pregnant friends for guidance. It was then that she knew she wanted to become a resource for pregnant women worldwide to gain confidence in their food choices throughout their own pregnancy journey. She now helps pregnant women across the world who struggle with anxiety and uncertainty around knowing what to eat to feel confident and empowered in their food choices for both mom and baby and feel their best throughout their pregnancy. Welcome and thank you for joining us, Temple and Stephanie. Thanks for having us. Thank you. If you could just both Temple and then Stephanie, uh, remind everybody where to find you on social media. Sure. I am at the.ketogenic.nutritionist on Instagram. And I'm Stephanie and you can find me at pregnancy underscore nutritionist on Instagram. Fantastic. All right. So we're going to dive right in. You both are amazing dietitian bosses. Temple is pregnant and Stephanie delivered uh, during the program while she's building her practice and helping more moms and spreading her message. And it's really empowering to hear your story and to hear behind the scenes and things that listeners might not know that you experienced or understand the details because it empowers them and shows them that they too can do it. And it's just sends a great message for women who really want to start their practice and aren't sure how they can juggle being a mom. So I think it's a really important conversation. So I wanted to kick off and um, firstly ask, with empowering women, we want to highlight motherhood while growing and managing your private practice. How do you manage both? One, I think it's really important to make sure that my priorities are in check. So obviously, I put motherhood um, above my business in a way because my first priority is my husband and my children. But that doesn't mean that my business uh, goes to the wayside, right? So managing both is definitely a challenge. I have learned some of the best time saving hacks and tips and tricks through this that I um, am going to implement for the rest of my life, even when I'm not pregnant. So I think the biggest lesson that I've learned through all of this is number one, that it's totally possible. You just may have to adjust and give yourself and your body a little bit of grace in this period. 
and make sure that you're, you're taking advantages of the time or the advantage of the time that you feel good, you feel motivated, and also making sure that you're, you know, taking care of, of your first priority, which is your, your family. And can you give an example of, of what helped you overcome that, stick to that, or the accountability and support? Like, help us paint a little bit more of a picture on that. Yeah, so I started realizing that when I was with my kids, I wanted to be fully present with my kids, and the same thing with my husband. So I didn't want to be on Instagram. I didn't want to be uh, checking all these things when my children were around. So I started doing things like prioritizing their nap times. I would get up a little bit earlier when they were all still sleeping and make sure that you know, my content was scheduled. So that's just a simple time saving hack. But I, I, again, I just really focused on being present with them and taking advantage of the time that, you know, they were sleeping or maybe even during school hours or whatever that was, and just being there with them, you know, for playtime and things like that. And, and where that all sounds fantastic, it's very difficult for many of us to set boundaries. So what keeps you motivated or supported to, to continue and to keep accountable to following those boundaries so that you can be present for your children? That's great. So anytime that I had set those time limits as a priority for my children, I would make sure my phone was not around. So it was on silent. It wasn't, a, it was in a different room, you know, cause it's easy to pick it up and scroll through things, feeling like you're missing out on something. So I would always keep my phone in, in a different room, in a different vicinity, and make sure that it wasn't going to be a distraction there. And as well as like simple things like keeping a time limit on my phone of how long I can stay on Instagram. So I made sure that if it was a Saturday or a Sunday that my time limit was very small, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, and the rest of that time was not going to be spent on social media. So those those quick 10 to 15 minutes that I would have my timer set to allow me to be on it were taken advantage of. That's great. Thanks for the specific uh, uh, references there, Temple. Sure. Tiffany, anything to add to that? Yeah, no, that's like really, it's really good because it can be really easy and hard to get distracted by our phones. I mean, our whole lives are on there and then adding in our business being completely online, it can be so easy to want to check every notification or, you know, just check everything. So I think setting a timer and, you know, not having the phone is really great advice. Temple. I, I wish I could say that, you know, I have it all down pat, like I've got it balanced, but it's, it's an ongoing learning experience. Like every day is different. You have to constantly set yourself mental reminders And yeah, like for me, I really take advantage of my kids' nap times. I kind of, they have the same nap time, which is really helpful. So that's when I really focus on my, my work. And, you know, when they go to bed at night, I will work later if I need to. I mean, I also want to try to make time for, you know, just me and my husband as well. So that time management can be a little bit tricky, but, you know, just really focusing on on the times that you just have to yourself. Like for me, it's like, Oh, I have to go do the laundry. I have to go do the dishes. But you know, for me right now, like focusing on my business is kind of taking priority. So I know that like some of these things can wait because otherwise you'll get distracted on those, you know, brief quick hour naps that you can really use to focus on, on your business. And I think also having a support system can really be pivotal, you know, and 
being able to ask for help when you need it. And if you have your husband or parents or a nanny, like, you know, the other day I was just like really stressing out about so much that I had to do. And so my husband was like, why don't you ask our nanny to just help a little extra this week so you can get everything done. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that as an option, you know? And so just having that other perspective to just be able to ask for more time if you really need it can really go a long way. Helpful. So those are great tips. So just as a summary there, Temple's saying setting boundaries, setting limits, making sure that you're clear using that nap time. And Stephanie, you're adding to that and also saying using um, help and delegating and feeling empowered to um, make sure that you have some extra time, whether it's to yourself or for for your kids and with your husband, et cetera. So I want to go deeper as I usually do and understand both your stories, Temple, that you had foster kids growing your business and now you're pregnant. And I want to hear about that journey and story with some examples. And then Stephanie, you grew your you know, LLC when you were pregnant and delivered and <laughs> were still able to make it like that is incredible. You're both incredible. So I want to hear some specific stories about that because I think people see you and they're like, oh, you know, these are successful women but they don't understand how you were able to make your examples work when you were growing your, your business during that time. So I, I think that perspective would be really helpful. Starting with maybe Temple? Sure. So I started my business with four foster children in the midst of COVID. So they were all at home. It was a little bit chaotic. Uh, if anybody, and my husband's a pastor and as a believer, we just believe that that's kind of, you know, one of our missions in life is to take care of those who need help in the situation. So we had our kids at home and I can just remember it being a little bit, like I said, chaotic. And, you know, anybody that's ever dealt in anything with foster care and or adoption, you know, that there can be some behaviors that come along with that with, it's a very traumatic experience for the children being in a different home and things like that. So not only was it like navigating the four kids in our home that weren't biological, but also dealing with a little bit of behavioral things and just, it was challenging overall. And I really, it was a great moment for me to really develop character and develop a lot of discipline and figure out again, priorities, which was what I was talking about before. But like I was saying, so with the kids, and I wanted to mention too, our heart for adoption came from, I was adopted myself as as a child. So it was, I always knew that that was something I was going to do, but I want people to know that you can absolutely do both. Uh, again, I, I said that you can be a great mom to, to kids that aren't necessarily your own, but you can also start a business in probably the most chaotic year of some of our entire lives. So that's a little bit of background in uh, where my business started. So I'm about six months in now. And uh, it, like maybe Stephanie, mine kind of started from the ground up and Instagram and fully online. I quit my full-time job at the VA uh, and now I'm able to make more money than I was making at the VA hospital at home while being a parent, which I think is the absolute most amazing experience that I could have ever asked for in life is having time with my kids, but also being able to financially support my family. Absolutely incredible. Thank you for sharing that as far as your sure. background, how this year has been crazy and like, give us a story. I mean, was there a moment or an experience that was challenging or was there something that you felt was a rock during that time? Because that obviously is challenging. Yeah. So when I think about my foster kids, so we had a, our middle kid was six years old. So we had an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old and a two-year-old. 
And we had a lot of issues with the six-year-old just in terms of trauma. She had a lot of trauma. And I can remember, you know, Libby, we always want to show up on our stories and be present for our followers. And she always was aware when that, when that was going on or when I was trying to get on my story in my, in the kitchen or whatever. And I can just remember having like an almost breakdown because I was like trying to do this story over and over again. And she was like making a snow angel and screaming and like on the kitchen floor. And I can remember thinking, wow, this really feels like madness. But in this moment, she really needs me to be present. And so I can do the story later. I need to focus on clearly what she needs. And so I remember that day being a pretty significant moment just in our journey with kids and the business of like, this is going to be juggling a lot, but it's totally possible and focusing on what needs to get done in the moment, whether that's something for my business or if it's something for my family and almost triaging it like you would in a hospital, like what is most important and then focusing on that. I love that. That's great. You have such a strong mindset. And I I love that story about you, you know, that moment when you were feeling like you you knew that your daughter needed you. Yeah. 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 Uh, Stephanie, anything to add to that? Yeah, that's really inspiring temple. Yeah. So I started my business in my second trimester of pregnancy with an almost two year old at home. And I think for me, I had a really strong foundation of why I was starting my business in the first place. I had been working full time at a children's hospital. And in my mind, I wanted to come back on a part time basis to have, you know, that part of my life, but also have the flexibility to be home with, you know, my soon to be two kids. So that was really what kept me motivated. You know, in your second trimester, a lot of the time you're feeling really good. So I was feeling energized. I had all this passion and, you know, I'm starting my business. And so there were many nights where I would be up so late. My husband will come, would come out at like 11 PM and be like, you're pregnant. You need to go to bed. You need sleep. Like, you know, put down the computer. And it was just, I got caught up, you know, with just doing so much and enjoying it, but it hadn't even looked at the time. So, you know, there were definitely those late night moments, um, you know, kind of like temple, like really being aware of your, your child's needs, because it can be really easy to, you know, want to be creating stories. And, you know, in the beginning when you're creating content and you don't really have a, a rhythm of, you know, structure of how to run your business and create your content and the time management, it can be easy to try to do everything all at once. But, you know, that's something that kind of came along with time and figuring out what worked for me. But, you know, also just listening to your body and knowing when you need to slow down, if you are pregnant, or if you are a mom and trying to, you know, start your business, it can, it's a lot. So it could be easy to just want to go, 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 but also, you know, being really, you know, listening to yourself to know when you need to kind of take a mental break as well. How did you both, and and we've talked about the marketing, which I appreciate. So Temple talking about stories and understanding when to kind of pause. And then Stephanie, you saying that your husband noticed like, Hey, you know, you're pregnant at 11 PM. You can shut off the computer. Right. So that's the marketing piece. How did both of you Temple, you're in it now because you're pregnant and Stephanie, you delivered growing practice, et cetera. How did you plan for delivering your service and continuing your business or just accommodating Uh, the pregnancy? How did you make that work with your private practice? What, what tips would you say or experiences like Stephanie, I know you 
add your ebook and tell I know you're kind of thinking about when and how you'll work in your group program. Can you share a little bit about that? So again, I, I love that Stephanie said you have to like listen to your body because that as a, with a personality that I have as like a driver, constant on the go, doesn't ever want to quit. Sounds like Stephanie's a little bit like that too in the night, but I think it's really important to prioritize like when I'm going to feel the best and sometimes prioritize that time for my clients. So I really have tried to make sure that, you know, on the days that I have calls in the evening that I rest up during the day or that I start maybe a little bit later and have a little bit of time for them or I feel better. But I, again, I love what you said, Stephanie, that you, you know, have to kind of take it one day at a time. And I'm in the midst of my second trimester. Now I went through my first trimester as I was still going. And it was really rough because I, I would say my business was going full force and I didn't feel well at all. I was sick a lot of the times that I sometimes sitting there on the calls was just not great experience, but I kind of pushed through that and just made sure I took care of myself the next day, but uh, I love, again, I just want to echo what Stephanie said about listening to your body and and giving yourself a little bit of grace to plan ahead. Like, Hey, I know I'm going to have this baby in March. So March and April, and I don't know what postpartum looks like. I can imagine I'm going to need a a couple months at least. Um, And planning ahead for that and making sure that, Hey, you know, I'm saving up now. I'm doing what I need financially now so that I can have that time with the newborn. Yeah. And so how does that affect your, your marketing and service delivery? Have, I mean, I know you said you're, you're not sure how those months will go, but I know we've done some like planning and thinking about how that'll work during delivery. And, and what would you suggest for a listener when it comes to, to that? So I would suggest number one, again, back to prioritizing, making sure I'm taking care of the clients, my paid clients that have already paid, as well as incorporating a little bit of my pregnancy journey and being open and honest about what's going on with my followers. You know, I talk sometimes on my stories like, Hey, today was kind of rough. I didn't feel great. My hands were a little swollen. And I think being open with some of my clients as well on my stories has been helpful. And I've gotten a lot of really good feedback with that as well. And then I'm just planning on scaling back a bit, honestly, in March and April. And I think that that's perfectly okay. And that's what I'm going to plan to do. And again, do not do the bare minimum, but do what I need to do to keep my business going well in terms of classes and content, but also not pushing myself to where it becomes unhealthy. Great. Yeah. So finding that balance that works for you and and keeping your business, having it go where you want it to go and you being the boss while listening to your body, that takes a lot of self-awareness. And I appreciate you sharing that with, with the listeners. Stephanie, anything you want to add as far as, I mean, since you are unique or were temples pregnant, and going through this journey, you delivered um, mm-hmm. during the program. So, which and during the you know, first year, six months in your private practice, like that is really incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it. I just kind of went with it. To be honest, it's kind of funny timing, but it worked for me. Um, I would definitely say, like Temple mentioned, you know, for me, my following in my business is all moms to be and moms. So already the fact that I was pregnant and delivering is, you know, really relatable to the people who are, you know, my potential um, clients. So being really upfront about my experiences and being a mom 
and, you know, going to be delivering and, you know, just kind of talking about that and stories and things like that, you know, just a make it relatable and B kind of set some sort of expectation like, okay, she's about to have a baby. I remember I actually had a brand new client scheduled the day I went into labor and I had to email her and be like, I need to cancel. I'm having contractions. Like I felt so bad because she was like, it's our first session, but obviously she understood she's, you know, she's pregnant too. She gets it. So And I think too, like being open about your experiences, like there was this one week where I just didn't post that much content. I was so tired and I was like, you know, felt like I needed to be present on social media. And so I just, you know, was open, like, you know, sorry, I'm a little behind on the content. I'm exhausted this week. Like, you know, what are your questions for me? You know, so instead of necessarily creating these posts that maybe your um, following is expecting, you know, being present in a different way on stories and being open about your own self and experiences actually can help your, you know, following and your potential clients relate to you and like you because you're, you're a human, you know, before anything. Yeah. And so when it comes to after you delivered or even during, I I know you shared the story about how you canceled a client call. (laughs) Obviously, since your specialty is pregnant women, that creates a a little bit more of a connection with them understanding and relating to you. How did you manage keeping your business, uh, well, not keeping, but growing the business, but being cognizant of your feelings after delivering your baby? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't address that part of the question. Yeah. So I did create, or I actually started pre-selling a e-recipe guide prior to creating it. And this was like in the initial postpartum phase. Cause I knew I wasn't, you know, was going to be really selective on accepting, you know, many clients because I didn't want to, you know, promise my time or services when I didn't know that was something I could give when having a newborn and a two-year-old. So, um, I sort of took a backseat to taking on new clients at that point and was focusing on selling my ebook. So that was really cool. I sold I want to say in the pre-sale phase, I sold like $550 and then created the book and then continued to sell that a little bit. So I think in total, it's around, um, around $800 in sales from that. Thank you for sharing that. That's incredible. So when you look back at the, the pre-sale or even that process, what would you say you regret or you're glad you did or that helped you get through that? part of the journey. I mean, I can think of something in particular, but I'm wondering if you have any. I think I would have started sooner because I sort of like didn't really think or plan for like what I was going to do for that early postpartum. Like, I don't know why I just kind of like blacked out, like, you know, oh yeah, you you know, you have to plan for this ahead of time. And so I think I would have started pre-selling a little bit sooner and talking about it more on my stories and in my social, but I am really happy with how it turned out and I've gotten some really great feedback. I'm curious what your example is. Well, my example is I remember when you first came out with it and we were talking about it in the group and you had wanted it to be something a lot longer and more uh, elaborate and we kind of trimmed it down and had it make more sense. Do you remember you wanted it to be like, was was it like hundred recipes or something? I think it was like 50 or something. Yeah. And 
I appreciate your, you know, insights on that because I completely agree. It would have been way too much for myself as well as, you know, the people on the receiving end. Well, for for context, for the listeners, you had an idea of pre-selling or you had an idea of this ebook into figuring out a way to position it that didn't overwhelm you or your market because recipes for a pregnant woman is quite a lot. And it's yes. also quite a lot for you being a pregnant woman because you're the one that has to put them together. So you pre-sold something, you had success, made almost $1,000 from pre-selling a digital product without overwhelming yourself in the process by creating something that made sense for you, but also that they wanted without over-delivering, right? Because oftentimes as dietitians like to give more than we need and the client doesn't even need that. Correct. And I have to say it was, you know, talking with you to create this was actually really helpful in making it come to light because I hadn't really considered it as an option, but so many people were reaching out to me asking if I do meal plans or, you know, they just wanted all these meal ideas. And so that wasn't something I really wanted to delve into. But, you know, after talking it through, I'm, you know, so happy that I now have this product. Yeah. And so I'm happy because it's passive income. So you can choose to sell it without having to deliver service, which you can leverage it, you know, when you please. And then also because it's something that they wanted. Exactly. And I love that it's, I hear this so often people are saying, Oh, I wish I would have done this sooner. My clients will say like, people tell me that they want this. And, and until we talk it out, they don't actually give the client what they want. So I think it's important that we're really hyper aware of what are people telling us? Because if they often want something similar and then we pre-sell it like you did, Stephanie, it, it becomes successful. And then you can pull out of doing coaching if you want on at your leisure because you know that this works. So that's really fun and exciting. Exactly. Yeah, no, it was perfect. Like I said, I I wish I would have thought about that a little bit sooner, but I think the way that it all worked out was great. And then when I did feel ready to start working, you know, with clients again, postpartum, then I was able to kind of put the recipe book aside and then really start promoting my coaching. Yeah. yeah. And and you also did private coaching packages, group coaching, and uh, your passive income product, the, the uh, recipe book. So lots of great stuff that you can choose to oh. um, to front load and market at your desire, which is really cool. Yeah. So what advice would either one of you have to pass along to a mom, whether she's pregnant, simple, or whether she's, you know, about, or she's delivered like you, Stephanie, what, what would you say to another dietitian? I would first tell them that it's, uh, again, I've said this like three times, it's totally doable and there's going to be challenges, but figuring out ways around them and or what's working for you and your family is the key to that. And again, I go back to giving yourself a little bit of grace. Everyone has experiences pregnancy a little bit different. And what I've, you know, understand, you know, some can have a really hard certain trimester, some cannot, whatever it is. And so I think just understanding that you can still do it and you can still market, you can still show up for your followers while you're experiencing motherhood and, and, and just do what you need to do to keep the business going. And I just love the lesson that I've learned about giving myself a little bit of grace in this period and understanding that, you know, hormones are real and your body's changing and you're just, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. So giving yourself a little bit of grace during it is incredibly helpful. 
Yeah, and I see you doing that, and I think you're, you're doing a great job role modeling and pushing yourself, but not to the limit where uh, you're exhausted, like you said, checking in, knowing it's doable. Those are all really good reminders. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Stephanie? It's kind of along the same lines, but I think setting realistic expectations with yourself and your business and being okay with the change in plans. You might have, you know, it was kind of almost is similar to like your birth, you know, process and your birth plan, like, you know, trying to let go of, of these expectations you may have because in pregnancy, you every day you're feeling different. And then in motherhood, you know, when you deliver and you have a baby, you don't know, you know, how your feelings are going to be. You don't know the temperament of your baby, you know? So there's a lot of things that are kind of out of your control. And so kind of like temple, like give yourself grace and, you know, be, be okay with change in plans. Like, you know, your mental health, physical health, your family, are going to come first before your business. You're, you're human. And, you know, everyone that, you know, you are speaking to on social media is going to understand that first. So that's first and foremost. And then I think also, um, time management is just going to be really huge when you um, are having a business and starting a family. So, you know, maybe one piece of advice could be to create a list of your top priorities that you want to do for that day. Like you don't even have to plan out for the week because, you know, when you're pregnant and like I said, when you're a mom, like things are different every single day and you don't really know how much time you may have at once. So setting your top priorities so that, you know, like you have a plan and what you really want to focus on and where to spend your time. Love it. Any final notes either one of you want to leave us with today? You can do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's totally, if we can, if, you know, if you can be a mom, be pregnant and deliver in 2020, I feel like the sky's the limit, <laughs> you know, like it's, it, there's totally, you can achieve it. So I agree, Stephanie. I, I love the motivation. Thank you both for sharing stories about your experiences. Just as a reminder, uh, if you could sign off, letting everybody know where to find you on social and we'll wrap up. Yeah. So again, I'm at the dot ketogenic dot nutritionist on Instagram. And I, you can find me at pregnancy underscore nutritionist. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.